On this episode of Another Digital Citizen, we don't talk about school shootings, but we ask ourselves the most essential question of the world. Who the hell is Edgar? Another, di another, digi another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to WrestleMania week. Yeah, it's WrestleMania this weekend. Uh, I'm going to watch both nights. Uh, uh, Luke, how about you? I'll definitely watch one night with you guys, with you and Bill. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I will watch the other night. I have, I could if I wanted to. I, we haven't really decided if, I think we're going to watch Sunday probably together. Sunday, yeah, yeah. that's the plan I think right now. I probably will just watch uh, Raw this week just to get updated because I, I don't even know what's going on in WWE at all. So I'll probably find like an, you know, a, a abbreviated version of that so I kind of have some mm. concept of what's happening in the storylines. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I am. I'm looking forward to this WrestleMania. It's maybe one of the most predictable WrestleManias in in quite a while, but very good storylines going in, especially the blood bloodline storyline with Roman Reigns and everything around him. I mean, that's more or less uh, the best thing going on in WWE right now. So. There's that. Okay, I wonder if they still make yeah. if people on YouTube are still doing abbreviated RAWs. Uh, I know there was like a huge problem with copyright, and it's probably even a harder thing now. Like they instantly get copyrighted, mm -hmm. so probably not. But I'll find something, some way to yeah. update myself on story. Uh, my mouth is better for people that are wondering. Uh, the man. Inside, well, <laughs> the man inside the mouth. That's a little. Weird. There's a little man living inside your mouth. Okay. <laughs> the man behind the mouth. I have two well. men in my mouth that open and close my jaw for me, and then another one that moves my tongue around. That's how I speak and eat. Oh, this week. Uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been one of the worst uh, week, like pure, like uh, fiscally for me. So Thursday, I went to the hospital. Was there until Saturday. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, a lot of pain, and I had problem with breathing. Uh, and this wasn't related like to the dental work no. right so it was like a separate yeah. whole separate thing yeah so doubly already had mouth pain and then had to go in for something else which that's yeah. you know twice as bad but you definitely sound way better than last week like audibly better you know what i mean right audibly i f i also feel better but mentally i could have uh i've i've slept i've slept 12 hours last night night and that was like after six uh, six nights in a row with four hour of sleep maximum it was so good but i actually also slept a little like this evening so i i actually feel the most unprepared for a podcast i have ever done 
Like, I I have seen TV shows and things like that, but it's just like, I feel unprepared because I, to be completely honest, I haven't read the news this week, for example. Like, I woke up 20 minutes before Luke was supposed to call me and I was like, oh, shit, it's this late. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, well... Let's talk about the news, I suppose. Uh, I mean, we mm-hmm. discussed it a little bit on Monday, but you were still out of it on Monday when we got together oh, yeah. and talked. But a mystery object has been found by the Nord Stream pipeline that could help provide clues about the Nord Stream attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denmark has invited a Russian-controlled operator uh, of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline to help recover a mysterious object found next to it. Uh, Putin? I know what it is, by the way. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, it's CM Punk. It's CM Punk hiding next to the Nord Stream 2 pipeline covered in Mm -hmm. algae and things? Yep, yep. Okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Six months after the sabotage uh, of the pipelines, they found this. Putin said the experts believe the object could be a signal antenna, which was used to trigger the explosions. Danish Ah. uh, energy... Agency said it's possible that the object is a maritime smoke buoy and does not pose any immediate safety risks. There is a photo above of a cylindrical object, which authorities discovered on the seabed during uh, an inspection. So, yeah, this could or could not be important to the whole Nord Stream explosion, but it could be absolutely nothing. It could just be trash. In it, this could be like a soda can. For all we know, right. just looking at it, yeah. like it could literally yeah. be a soda can <laughs> or a thing of Pringles. Yeah, right. And we all know the problem with Pringle cans is that you can't fit your hand down the Pringles can. Is that the? Oh, that's the new meta for Pringles. When I was mm-hmm. a kid, it was once you pop, you can't stop. Uh, <laughs> which I guess that's true about the pipeline. Once they, but once they oh, pop, they I had see what to I stop. Did, yeah. Yeah. Ah, I see what you did there, clever boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They popped that pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, uh, Nordic countries plan to join uh, air defense to counter Russian threat. I mean, hello, yes, please. This is at I the mean, same time. What, that you in Norway but, is increasing patrols uh, over the pipelines because of, right. of uh, Russian submarines is another thing I read this week. Mm-hmm. I think that that goes into the same thing because it says air forces of four Nordic countries, Sweden, Norway, Finland, and Denmark said Friday, they have signed a letter of an intent to establish a Nordic air defense. Um, this is a quote from Denmark's air force, uh, from Bloomberg, the ultimate goal is to be able to operate seamlessly together as one force, developing a Nordic concept for joint air operations based on already known NATO methodology. Uh, is it a little strange that I thought we already had this? <laughs> it seems like you like... would have already talked about it at some point in yeah. between now and the Cold War. <laughs> it's like... Why why haven't we done this before? <laughs> it seems a bit a bit weird. Yeah, it's 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 not especially like known that Norway has a good air force. Like 
That's like not the first thing I think of when I think of like Norwegian military. I think of like tanks. I think of people that are very good in the forest. I don't really think of like Norway having a good air force. Apparently, according to this, you're better than Finland and Denmark because it says Norway, Denmark, and Finland have all committed F-35 jets, which have most advanced mm -hmm. Western fighter planes. Norway operates some already, while Finland and Denmark are due to receive more of them in the coming years. Sweden has its own model of fighter jets, uh, the right. Gripen C and D, and modernized uh, planes. So you guys have our jets. That's what you guys have, is American jets. Yeah. 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 Uh, it says, and Sweden have, have their own uh, weird Gripen. Gripen is such a weird airplane. Is it? Okay, why? Yeah. Because it's it's it looks completely like it's just like it looks like a sheep copy of an American uh, <laughs> airplane. That's right. more or less what it looks like. It says here the move is in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine last year. The invasion also prompted mm -hmm. Sweden and Finland to seek entry into NATO and an alliance that already includes Denmark and Norway. So I think that's the thing is that Norway, uh, Norway and Denmark are already in NATO, where Sweden and Finland yeah. aren't, and so that's why now you're... Because, yes, you and Denmark had probably a working relationship through NATO, but the other two I would think didn't. so, yeah. Right, so that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah talking about Russia, uh, Russia is going to deploy tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus, to be honest, here again, I would say, oh, I thought they already had nuclear weapons in Belarus. So I think stuck. tactical nukes are different because they're, like, smaller or whatever. They're, like, more... Oh. They're not the nukes that we think of. They're, like, very uh, much smaller size nukes that would, you know, still be a nuclear explosion, but it would be not as big. I guess, whatever. Oh, so we're talking about, like, nuclear weapons you could fit in your pocket? Not that small, but some people say a, <laughs> a, a suitcase or, like, a briefcase. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Russia has ratcheted up testers with the West amid its ongoing war in Ukraine. Putin said Moscow will deploy tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus. The Russian leader said 10 fighter jets capable of carrying nuclear weapons general... Generally, a reference to smaller weapons used for limited battlefield attacks were already deployed in Belarus, so you were right, Fro. Mm -hmm. uh, Putin and Russia would also position arm, uh, nuclear-armed hypersonic missiles with a range of around 3,000 or 300 miles in Belarus as well. The move was completely unexpected as Putin's ground war in Ukraine has struggled in recent months to make gains... Uh, and he has repeatedly threatened to resort to nuclear weapons. And then today, we at least when I was looking at the news this morning, there was discussion of them doing nuclear weapons testing in Russia right now also, so... Hmm. Yeah, we're on the verge, I suppose. The verge of what? Somebody setting off a nuclear something. Maybe not a giant nuclear bomb, but a small nuclear weapon could happen, I suppose. A tiny, tiny, weeny bit, a small one. Right. Uh, yeah. So the nobody is going to do that. So don't worry, because that will would actually mean World War Three. So that's just it. Like I didn't think we'd get yeah. this far in the whole situation, and we're already 
so close to World War Three at this point, so I'm I'm not holding my breath uh, on that one. <laughs> I can see Belarus now. They're saying uh, because if they do accept these we weapons, that um, mm -hmm. NATO is going to put sanctions on Belarus. Obviously, um, yeah, of course. Yeah. So we'll see what happens if they actually do accept them, which they're saying they're going to. So. Yeah, because if people don't know this, Belarus is more or less like uh, out, out country of, of uh, Russia. They're, they're very close allies is the best way to put yes. it. Yeah. As close as humanly possible. Yeah, closer uh, than a lot of other... I mean, it's in the region and they've always had close ties. Yeah, yeah Belarus is like uh, the step bro of... Uh, Russia, because it does let it get fucked by its big brother. <laughs> See what I did there? Sure. Uh... <laughs> Let's uh, talk about Trumpilump. Uh, he's in jail, right? 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 I saw right? yesterday, or maybe it was today, the, the, uh, <laughs> the court that is looking at his um, indictment, they went on break. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't think we're going to see it this week either. Let, let's see. Who predicted this, like, three weeks ago? What hmm. I've heard is, like... What was his name? Fro or something? What people, I guess, realized is that opening up with this indictment when there are other cases that are bigger... So, like, yep. say this was the one that came first, then the other yep. ones after that, even though they're bigger, like, crimes... Yeah would be yep. seen as, like, more witch honey by his base because yep. you started yep. out yep. with yep. the porn star case, right? I'm going to say this one more time. This will never, ever, ever happen. Not this case. Okay. Facing potential indictments, though, Donald Trump took a defiant stance at a rally Saturday in Waco, Texas, which we talked about last week, but it hadn't hmm. happened yet. Disparaging the prosecutors investigating him and predicting his vindication as he rallied supporters in the city, made famous by a deadly resistance against law enforcement. With one hand over his heart, Trump stood at attention as his rally opened. Um, it, the, the extraordinary display opened Trump's first rally in 2024 Republican presidential campaign. He launched into a speech brimming with resentment and framed the probes, including the New York Grand Jury investigation, as political attacks. Right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, people that, that are, like, looking at this as, as, uh, as, uh, I, I, okay, so, the reason why I don't think it will happen in this case, one, it's very bad, like, like Luke said, this case, or of all other cases, like, this case where it seems like it's just, like, it's use of, like, uh, money from his com campaign, of all things, to, to get Trump on, this is, uh, like... Uh, like looks at it's uh, his his side of the fan base will think that everything that comes after this is a witch hunt and it's probably it's better to take trump on something a little more what should i say serious uh 
uh, and more important than <coughs> use of of campaign money. It's it's just a very bad look. Yeah, I, there's a lot of evidence that this is true, and so I think that's what yeah. they we're thinking. But yeah, it's a bad look. Uh, Trump declared Saturday that his enemies are desperate to stop us and that our opponents have done everything to crush our spirit and break our will, but they have failed. Mm -hmm. They've only made us stronger, and 2024 is the final battle. It's going to be the big one. You put me back in the White House, their reign will be over, and America will be a free nation once again, is what he said at the rally. Mm -hmm. Obviously making a point to be like if anything if anything like this does happen to me it was a it, I didn't do anything wrong even though like literally right. Michael Cohen got in trouble for this campaign finance thing so we know it is that it actually happened and Trump has basically admitted that he paid off Stormy Daniels right, right. so yeah like it's been admitted and so for him to yeah. say like oh it's this is just a big witch hunt is really kind of silly actually but that's the way they see it already. He's already framing it in a certain light, right? Yeah. So, end intro. I talked a little about us not talking about the school shooting. Why are we not talking about the school shooting? Uh, there's just it just happened Monday, Monday, and we don't want to discuss anything too recent in this regard because there's just too many ins and outs and too much disinformation to get yeah. a factual retelling of the situation, especially when there's so many sen so much sensitive uh, so many sensitive topics to talk about. So yeah. I think it's better that we do maybe a long thing about it next week when everything's not settled down, but when everything's kind of been more resolved because right now mm -hmm. there's just too many people talking about too many things and I bet by next week half of them are wrong. Or disproven, I guess, is a better way to put it. So, Yeah, and uh, there's also uh, rumors of a manifesto out there. Uh, to so that could at. give us a lot of like yeah. information that isn't currently out there that could right. um, sh shed light on things that need, shed, need light shed on them, uh, where if we talked about them now, all we would be doing is probably either getting them wrong or having to like retract them next week, uh, things like mm -hmm. that. Also, most of the time we don't even cover any of these kind of events because mm. uh, it's so pro it's so widespread in America that it hap it happens so often. There's no way you you could cover it every time. So um, this one is definitely different for certain reasons that we'll talk about next week. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we're not gonna. We're just not gonna discuss it until we have all the information. No, we just don't no, want to get anything uh, wrong and uh, yeah. and be you know uh, proliferating the problems with the discussion that's currently happening right now. If we're not, we're trying. We're not trying to like add to that. Basically, right? That's that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, l go to Le France. That's what you call it, right? La France. Yeah, that's what I say, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You don't say France. You say La France. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever been to France, by the way? No. No, I've been to uh, uh, Louvre. It's uh, it's very pretty. And it also, every time I, I look at it, I think of the Da Vinci Code, because... 
that's more or less the plot of the Da Vinci Code. I think that was in the movie. That was the second movie, though. In the course of the movies, that scene in the Louvre happened in yeah. the second movie. Was it in the first book, though? I don't remember. Yeah. It yeah. was? Okay. In the, in the Da Vinci Code, yeah. The first movie was the Da Vinci Code. The second one was Angels and Demons. But wasn't the second movie the one where they went to the Louvre, though? No. Oh. That was the first one. Maybe I'm mixing them up in my head, I suppose. The, the thing is, like, it's kind of interesting because the first book was Angels and Demons, but that was filmed after the, the Da Vinci Code. Maybe that's why I'm getting... That's so confusing. What the hell? Yeah, and I, it's I, so stupid. I kind of get uh, those movies also mixed up with... Um, uh, 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 Nicolas Cage was in it. Uh, National, National Treasure. National Treasure. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. They kind of came out at similar times, and the plot lines yeah. are so like almost the same. Right. Except one's not yeah. based off a book. I don't think. Is National Treasure a book? No, it's not. No. No. Okay. Uh, Dan Brown, by the way, awful author. Hot take. I don't think that's a super hot take, but yeah, he got lu- he got lucky, right? Is the best way to put it. Very, very much. Because like very right then, so. like that kind of yeah. mentality online was huge, and so yeah. it kind of caught on in, in the internet space more than anything else. But the Louvre in Paris, yeah. the Louvre, was closed Monday uh, when its workers took part in the wave of French protests to strike against the government's unpopular pension reform plans, which we talked about last week. Dozens mm-hmm. of employees blocked the entrance, prom- uh, prompting the museum to announce it would be closed. Demonstrators toted banner- banners and flags in front of the famed pyramid where the president, where President Emmanuel Macron has ce- celebrated his v- presidential victory. They demanded the repeal of the new pension law that raises the retirement age to 64. Uh, yeah, some tourists were stoic about the artistic blockade this is from a california student if you firmly believe that this will bring some change then there's plenty of other things that we can go and see in paris was that's Mm -hmm. yeah that's great kind of mentality uh especially when you're you went on vacation and then this massive protest happens they're probably like we got to just make the best of it I rem- what I remember best about the Louvre was the queue f- to see, uh, uh, gosh, the painting with the lady. Oh, smiles. Yeah, uh, sure. Yes, that painting, and it's super small. I I was a little like surprised how small it was. I- the Mona Lisa. Yes, now I remember what it was called. Maybe that's why the queue's so big, is because you have to get up really close to see it, so you have to have, like, one person at a time. <laughs> it's not that small. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to use a loo- loop just to see the painting. Yeah, you've got, like, those yeah. uh, inspecting glasses they use to look at diamonds. They, like, pull them down over your... Your head. It's been see. drawn on a piece of rice or something. <laughs> those people that do painting on, like, pieces of rice. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Or maybe a glass bead. It could be on a glass bead. Yeah, you know, Da Vinci very known for painting his paintings on rice. Right, exactly. 
that's the first thing of, I think of when I think of Da Vinci. I remember they uh, had a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a TV <laughs> show for um, Ripley's uh, Believe It or Not, or maybe it was, uh, I think it was, and there was a guy who, that was his whole thing, is he wrote things on one a grain of rice, and I think he was most famous for doing the entire alphabet, American uh-huh. alphabet, or U.S. alphabet on, uh, on uh-huh. a grain of rice, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Talking about that. Uh I I once when I, I went when when I was a hardcore Christian <laughs> I I bought a, a Bible that was like super super small to have on my uh I've seen those, yeah, my, yeah. Pocket Bible, yeah. I think they call them, yeah. The, a, a pocket Bible, yeah, but it was like impossible to read. It was <laughs> To have it, yeah. You gotta have a mic, but, uh, mic, microscope to read it, yeah. It, it was so small because it was like you used it as, as a, like a, where you have your keys. It was like a keychain thing. Yeah, that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. Uh, you, there, and <laughs> there's like no way to read something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I also remember that I paid pretty hefty money for it because it was I think it was actually like leather bound and things like that weird anyway okay. yeah talking about things that are small China <laughs> see what I did there yeah. very small it's yeah yeah incredibly small I think you, yes it, yeah it's not giant and overpopulated at all no no it's the smallest country in the world uh, they discover a glass bead on the moon that may s- contains billions of tons of water. A glass bead spawned in violent impacts from space rocks on the lunar surface have been found to have trapped water inside, offering scientists... Mm-hmm. De- oh, offering what scientists described as a potential reservoir for future human activity on the moon... Scientists say on Monday the analysis of lunar soil samples retrieved in 2020 uh, found rock melted and cooled created an impact bore within them water molecules formed through the action of the solar wind on the moon's surface. Mm-hmm. Uh, the solar wind is a stream of change, charged particles, primarily protons and electrons, emitted outward from the sun and the outermost part of the sun's atmosphere... Mm. For future moon exploration, including long uh, potential long-term lunar bases, water is vital, uh, well, obviously, and the moon lacks a body of liquid water, but th- its surface is thought to harbor fairly substantial amounts of water, for example, in ice patches. So yeah, th- if, they, if this is true, and they found, like it said, millions of tons uh, of water, that's... Mm-hmm. That's literally enough to, you know, at least start uh, a moon base, which uh, that's definitely something out of my, a movie for my childhood, um, a base on the moon. I mean, isn't that the plot of uh, that James Bond movie that I always forget what it's called? Moonraker? I think it's Moonraker. Moonraker, yeah. I think you don't remember that because it's really a dumb name and not a great movie. It is. <laughs> both, both of those things are very true. <laughs> not, not as bad as Octopussy, but there's that. So, yeah, I don't remember that one. I do remember Moonraker though. 
Oh, such a silly movie. Uh, so let's go to Florida news where Florida is very stupid because holy shit. This is so stupid that it's talked about in Norwegian media. That is how stupid it is. Well, the Florence Museum, because, the houses by Colangelo's yeah. statue of David, has invited teachers and students from Florida to visit after an uproar over an art lesson. A school's principal has quit after a complaint about a sixth grade art class, including an image of the statue. The parents had complained that the image was pornographic. Um, the director. Can I just sigh very, very. I'm, I'm sighing very high so people can hear how hard I'm sighing over this because it's so fucking stupid. Cecile Hallberg, the director of the museum that holds the statue, has issued an invitation to this class and said the principal should be rewarded, not punished. Uh, the controversy began when a board of Tallahassee Classic School, uh, charter school, pressured Principal Hope Carasquela to resign after three parents complained about the lesson, including a photo of the 17-foot nude marble statue. The statue is one of the most famous in Western history, depic uh -huh. depicting biblical David uh, going on to fight Goliath. Right. And of course it's porn. I think because... it was like designed at the time to kind of show the perfect male it was. body. Like that was kind of the... But it's not fucking porn. <laughs> this is not porn. It's art. Well, not only that, the art class that this teacher was teaching was like a Greek art like it was uh it was a art class meant to uh look at renaissance art specifically right. and when you're talking about renaissance that that time period of art this is literally yeah. one, like in the top three most, most famous known right yes so to to take that out of the curriculum would be to take like the biggest it, it would be like teaching people about basketball and being like but we can't talk about michael jordan yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's just like it's it 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 flabbergasts me that this happens. I'm sure they are Christian Christian conservative people. Oh, that's, like, yeah. I, that's what it said is the it's a charter school in Florida's capital, yeah. which more right. than likely means it's a yeah, it's it's some type of Christian school. But it's just like why the fuck Oh, it is so... Uh, I, I get... Uh, do you know what annoys me, Luke? Stupid people annoys me. You want to hear something funny? I mean, there's all this mm. going on, especially in Florida, with teachers trying to get things banned, whether it's books mm -hmm. or the whole thing mm -hmm. with math books and what happened mm -hmm. this week in Utah. Did you hear about? Utah passed a law to ban pornographic books in schools, and so they created mm -hmm. a committee to look at these books and decide whether they were pornographic or not. Um, okay. And mul many family families, specifically certain mother groups in Utah, sent mm. the Bible to that committee to decide <laughs> whether it was acceptable to be in the school. And so now there's a, an uproar as from the Christian side saying, hey, you can't take the Bible out of school. And they're like, you made the law. And guess what? And so they made a list of things that are like in the Bible, like 
<laughs> incest and all these other things that are in the Bible that clearly go against the rules that they set out for the books. All right. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Song of Solomon. Jesus Christ, that is very <laughs> pornographic. Uh, I, I, I definitely remember when I was a kid them getting rid of like you know, Huck Finn and all those other things, which were all. Mm -hmm. It it came out of like the what do they call it? Um, the Satanic Panic when everybody was burning yeah. books and all this other stuff. We're back. We're just, we've gone, reverted back to 1985 at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. in, as far as that kind of discussion goes. I'm thinking of other, like, what, what would be classical pornographic uh, books? I'm trying National to Geographic? National Geographic, yeah. I mean, so many boobs and dicks in that. This is yeah. boobs, dicks, and asses all up in National Geographic. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, no, you're definitely not wrong. But I'm thinking of like books that uh, contain a lot of like or uh, some pornography. I can't think of anyone other than the Bible. The Bible is actually pretty. I mean, there's got to be good. Shakespeare, definitely that has certain certain Shakespeare plays that have sexual uh, parts. In yeah. Them. Midsummer Night's Dream, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Tello, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, you have a video, I see. Yeah, have you seen this? Uh, this no. week, uh, a tire came loose from a, a vehicle on the Ronald Reagan Freeway in Chatsworth, Los Angeles. Okay. Um, it caused quite a uh, quite a video. This was from a. A dash cam from some car. Okay. I don't even think it's from police. It's just from somebody who had a dash cam. Video recorded from Tesla dash cam video. It said. It says so. Go and give me a countdown. It plays once and then it re it repeats. I think in slow motion. So. Okay. All right. I have not seen this video, so let's see it in three, two, one, play. Okay. Holy fuck! <laughs> Whoa, that car flipped. Yeah. So the tire came off the truck and it went sideways and the, went under this smaller car. car. Yeah. And it just. Holy! It went it probably like 10 feet, fifth, 10, probably 10 feet in the air. Like it probably got I 10 would, foot of air from the bottom of the car. I would be so scared if I was in that car. And like. I, I don't even think you would have time to be scared. It would be one of those right. things where it. It all of a sudden happens, and before you know it, you're just sitting there in a totally destroyed car. Jesus Christ almighty. No major injuries uh, were reported following the incident, so everybody was fine. That's fucking lucky. I have a feeling that person is going to uh, sue, more than likely, and get a good right. settlement and things. But you can see this truck, it's like one of these big, kind of uh, jacked up. Rigs, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it looks like a, a Humvee. It's Humvee, Humvee. Well, it's a truck, but yeah, it's got it's right. It's aftermarket stuff, so maybe they did it themselves and didn't tighten the, the thing on well enough or whatever, something. But they definitely mm. made the mistake there. 
Uh, do you feel alone, Luke? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah? Are we more alone these days? I think after the pandemic, people definitely... F there's like a an epidemic of people feeling disconnected from people after that, that kind of yeah. maybe they were connected with before and now aren't. I think that added mm -hmm. to to that sense of... that sense people get. These are... Uh, what was that song again? These are alone times after the end of the world. Something like that. Wow, uh, okay. I, I, I never heard yeah. that song. <laughs> Something like that. I, I don't remember. Uh, anyway, uh, Trum is uh, going to tell the truth about this. And he's going to talk about... Are we more alone these days? Hello, this is Trump. Trump tells the truth. For the last four weeks, I had a detox. Yeah, a detox. I'm not on drugs. I'm not on alcohol. I'm nearly drinking at all. But I had a detox of Facebook, social media. Well, I've been on Twitter just to read news and comment on stuff. But without Facebook and a lot of other social media, I suddenly in my life felt alone. Very alone. In a strange way, but also a way that I managed to think a little. Think about what this really bullshit is. I don't say social media is all bad. I met a lot of people through social media. I met a lot of people through Facebook. I engage in politics and so on. I met them in real life too. And I get contact with people from the past. That's been good to me. But sometimes it's just a drag. It's about likes and not likes, and and I, when I use it, I sometimes feel like I'm back in the schoolyard when I was a teenager, alone, not many friends, and who was popular this week, who was popular that week. Well, we think teenagers are like that. We all like that, politicians especially. For a few years ago, I was the guy that knew a guy in my party that people should like, so I got a lot of likes on things I did. But there was other people who was the new people guy and could give people something. And then he got a lot of likes and a lot of likes. And so everything is about ass-kissing. It's depressing. Social media has been the most depressing platform for me sometimes. But it's playing the roller coaster of feelings too. The last week, I cut it off. I didn't check it when I wake up in the morning. Not on my way to work when I see old people sitting on their buses with their phones. I didn't check it in the afternoon and not in the evening. I've been listening to music, writing books, no, reading books, I mean, and writing articles. I'm not distracted by some people plinging me and want something, want to know something, or just are drunk and want a conversation about something rare. I don't know. But it's also been good. Why? Is it like we can have all the contacts things in the world? When I was a kid, it was normal phones. I have no nostalgia for the time. Well, some nostalgia I had, but most, most the music of the 90s was better than the shit today. But we had some contact. When the contact we had was maybe some real contact. Today, I can invite 100 people to a party, but nobody answered even when I know everybody's things have seen it. It's not an excuse anymore. We have too much 
thing who gives attention on the wrong ways. We are more lonely than we ever are being. It's been a survey in Norway now, found how happy people are. And it's scary. Most people are happy, but more people are miserable now than they were during the pandemic. Maybe think people during the pandemic think like, oh, we are together now. We have something maybe bonded over the same tragedy. So after the pandemic, we can go together again and have a party. But suddenly they find out that all the social media things they said about it was bullshit. It's not true at all. And then we go back to the normal. More loneliness than ever. It's a strange world. I can get all the people from all over the world into my phone. But if you don't say the right sentences and being funny all the time, people lose very for the patience and it goes to you. Never second chances. It's not like getting to be friends anymore. Every meeting you have with people is like a fucking audition. An audition that goes every time you really have to meet people. My dearest friends that I have for over 25 years now, they are my real friends, even with or without social media. I can meet them one time a year, and I know I'm gonna get accepted. We can be apart from each other sometimes, and we can meet we together a lot for a period of time. We still accept each other what we are. Our flaws, our mistakes. We don't ghost each other like assholes. We don't drama shit like teenagers. And we're not kissing asses like politicians. But overall, when day comes, some of us are more alone than ever. And who's it to blame? I don't know. I don't know. This is Tron, where Tron tells the truth. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you as always, Tron. Thank you so much, Tron. Yes. TV? Uh, TV. I watched some TV. You also watch some TV. It's almost like we're doing something called the TV round. It's almost like that. I saw something you saw last week, the Waco American Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Three-part kind of uh, documentary on Netflix It about the Waco thing. Obviously, Trump just did the Waco rally. This was about the... The... Uh, I don't... Uh, the in invasion? What is it called? The, uh, the attack... On the Waco... The siege. There we go. The Waco siege. I knew there was a word that they use for it. Um, <laughs> but it was mostly from, like, the perspective of the people that were there. But it also had interviews with law enforcement. But it felt a little more biased towards the mm -hmm. Waco people and against, like, law enforcement more. Which I think mm. both sides were wrong in the situation. Uh, mm -hmm. It definitely had... A slight bias. I saw an interview with one of the people in this that wrote a book about it. One of the uh, survivors uh, of this situation uh, on Breaking Points. He did like a 20-minute interview with them talking about what he liked about the documentary and what he didn't like about the documentary. And it seemed like uh, even he was not happy with it, even, at, even though it was biased in his direction, right? So... Mm. Um, so yeah, I, it was well put together, pretty standard, interesting content, but I've seen a lot of documentaries about Waco, to be honest. I'll give it a six. Right. Uh, 
Oh, what should I start with? Uh, well, I'll start with something that you didn't recommend to me. See what I did there? Okay. Uh, up, up there. Oh yeah, uh, up here, up here. Up here, up, up here. Um, it is a musical comedy. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I like this, uh, to be honest. You gotta like it more I'm... than me. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> yes. I, I, I guess did. you don't have to, but more but, than likely you but, like it more than I do. Yes. Uh, more than likely I did. I didn't think it was uh, all that great, but but uh, I, I, I think the singing is maybe one of my biggest part of... Like, if you... Oh, so, so... <sighs> what was the comedy show I was thinking of when I was watching this? Uh, Sharar Garden or whatever it's called on, on Apple TV. Uh, that was like two years ago with the couple that comes into like the, this weird uh, Fantasia land and uh, to decide if they are going to continue to stay married and things like that. That's that's like the good part of of this. Uh, this okay. was just boring, boring, trite, and a little like uninteresting. I I gave it four out of ten. I don't know what you thought about it. Uh, I'd probably give it a two out of ten. Um, yeah, I just don't like musicals. I I always say that I could watch any of these things, and w which I did. And just skip over the music and still know what the whole thing's about. So, yeah. in that way, the music is almost superfluous and just is, like, yeah. not only fluff, but just adds time runtime in certain yeah. scenarios that doesn't really add anything to the story, right? So, I, I watched two yeah. episodes, and then I went to Fro before he watched it, and I was like, I gave a synopsis, which is basically... Uh, this woman moves away, and she wants to start a new life, and she meets this... Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to, like... Uh, she doesn't want to get caught up in a relationship, but she meets this guy. And, and like, you don't... You can skip over all the songs and still understand what's happening in the story. It took me about 20, mm -hmm. 25 minutes to watch two episodes of this, because I skipped over mm -hmm. all the songs. Um, but, yeah, it's... Not only that, it's just pretty standard kind of network television... The, mm -hmm. the filming of it, the acting's not that great. I don't know what... Were, I didn't listen to the songs, but were they any good? <sighs> no, not really. They just sounded like any kind of generic musical... Very generic. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as, like, for example, like, High School Musical. That is the first thing that, I, like, comes into mind if, if pop, people, like, ask me... Which is one of like the worst musical shows of mm -hmm. the world. I would probably bring that up. Uh, that that or Glee. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big Glee fan for people that don't know. But yeah, um, yeah, no, it's it was very cutty cutter. Not not that good. Yeah, three three or three and a half four somewhere there. But I give it a four. Yeah. Yeah, there was not really any huge potential for it to be a good show, even if it didn't have no musical bits. Uh, my turn? Yeah. Great Expectations mm -hmm. on FX. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. No. You did not? Okay, based on the book, 
obviously. I didn't want to, so I didn't. I was expecting going into it. I had low expectations, obviously. I was expecting something along the lines of any kind of BBC drama you've seen from this era, based on a book, you know what I mean? That's exactly why I didn't watch it. And it's not that. It's actually well filmed, oh. it's well shot, the acting's really oh. good, the whole thing's pretty engaging. Oh. I mean, I would actually recommend it. I went into it with pretty low expectations, so take that with a, you know, take that with what you Going will, but... Salt. yeah. I don't, I don't think that's the correct term, but something like that. Uh, yeah, no, we'll uh, take it with a little grain of salt. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's... That's the correct term. Uh, but yeah, I would say it's kind of good, to be honest. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't think you would say that, to be honest. Uh, well, it's just really well put together. I mean, way above any kind of, like, what you would think as far as, like, BBC show like this. It's three steps mm. up from that. So I'd give it a 6.5. Well, another show that was about singing, Daisy Jones and the Six. Uh, yeah, I saw this last week. Yes, mm -hmm. you did. And you said that I should watch it because you liked it. And I really liked this show. I was a little surprised that I have never heard about this. Uh, you were the first one that talked to me about it, and I was like, okay. And it came out, like, uh, a month ago or something, right? Something like that. It came uh, out something, a, a little while ago. Well, Let me, I'll look a little up. while ago, but but uh, I hadn't heard about it uh, other than from you. And I went into it, uh, like, with pretty low expectations, other than that you liked it. Uh, but holy fuck, this was good. I really liked it. Uh... Suki Waterhouse, uh, it was amazing in it. Really liked her. Um, she's really good. Uh, but the two uh, main actors really good, was good. Uh, it is about uh, this group fronted by very like two charismatic singers uh, called Daisy and Billy and. Uh, how they had like risen from obscurity to fame and then they have like sold out shows and things like that and uh, then they call it quits and like uh, decades uh, later the band members agree to like reveal the truth of of what happened back then and that's more or less the storyline um I gave this an 8.5 look. I really, really liked it. It's it's one of my biggest surprises of this year. Really liked it. Good music as well. And it's all fake. It like it. It's in, a, yeah. in that style of documentary, but it's a fake documentary. Yeah. F yeah. Fauxumentary, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it came out on March 3rd, so literally almost a month ago. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember what you gave this? I mean, I saw it last week, so I can just look back on my little right. page here. Let me see. Oop, too far. Oh, yeah, 8.5 8 from me. I gave it a 6. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Like I said, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was good. Some of the mm -hmm. dialogue was a little cheesy at points, but other than that. Um, let's see, what else did I see? Let's talk about... Blah. 
oh, Farmer Wants a Wife. I forgot about that. Farmer Wants a Wife. <laughs> is it on Fox? This is a yes. U.S. show that's based on a U.K. show, but you said that there was also a Norwegian version of it, right? I think it it's originally Norwegian, yeah. Okay, um, interesting. All right. So there's multiple versions of this, but this is an American version, mm -hmm. which inherently comes off with like a strange Christian bias, and you know all these people are Trump supporters when you're watching it. It, it, it was very, <laughs> very fun to... I, I have to say that I watched some seasons of, of the Norwegian one, and uh, it's okay, but it was very, very fun. No, the thing about the American one is you know these pe half these people are probably racist. Is the thing right? But it was very, <laughs> that's why it was maybe even more fun for me to watch it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was very. It, it felt com like a completely different show. Um, so it it was very very fun to watch. But yeah, I agree. They, it it has a very like uh, definitely a very like Christian skew show. Well, yeah. I mean. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but each one of them definitely no. like, uh, points out, hey, like, uh, oh, there's one part in each character, I guess, because I guess we should say mm -hmm. what it is, three or four, four bachelors, four, four, four. bachelors, yeah. um, and then there's a di separate groups of women that get to date each of them, so it's not like they mix the group, like each bachelor has a separate group of women. Uh, so it's like The right. Bachelor, but with four bachelors, almost. Uh, right, and all, all of the four are actually farmers. Right, so the first elimination, they basically just go on, like, looks, and they... a little bit it of discussion. very, very, very disgusting. <laughs> so the men just pick, like, okay, these are the ones I want uh, to move on to the next round, which is them uh -huh. going to the ranch. And so in the future episodes, it's gonna... they're gonna whittle down the contestants by having them do like farm hand work around the ranch and mm -hmm. things like that. And a lot of these women are like, you know, city girls, quote unquote. Right. right. So that's where the interesting part of the show is actually going to come from. The concept is really like, like you said, it's a little gross when you think about it, but I think any reality show like this is a little inherently gross like that. Oh yeah. The bachelor is gross for fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, you got. I mean, you get past that, and and there's some silly uh, comedy about like you know uh, some of them. Uh, the one lady in the first part where she's like, he picks her to go back to the the place with him first, and she's like, uh, no, mm. no, I'm actually, I'm I'm not into this. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm just gonna take yeah. off. There's and like when she just yeah. rejects the guy. There's something inherently funny about that to me, but yeah, no, I gave this. A Three point five. Uh, yeah, I think that right on the dot. I think you're right. Um, it could have been worse, to be honest. It could have been actually oh, yeah. racist. Uh, it's no Milf Manor. I've just kind of stopped watching Milf Manor. I watch it through YouTube uh, commentators now at this point because <laughs> so right. many people do commentary videos on it. Like I don't even have to watch it anymore. Well, I saw Designated Survivor. Oh, wait, I mean, I saw 24. No, oh, wait, I saw Rabbit Hole. 
<laughs> See what I did there, look. These are all things that are Keith, Keith Sutherland, right? <laughs> in the same fucking role. In every fucking role. I think 24 and this one are closer than that other show, but the, I think they're designated all... Designated Survivor, yeah. Yeah, they're all... He's always, like, got the same attitude, for sure. But 20, yeah. this is more close to 24 as far as the TV show goes, I would say. Right? I, yeah. I agree. I have to say the best thing about this is Charles Dance. I love Charles Dance. Okay. He's very good. Yeah, yeah. The old man. Um, I think it has an interesting concept. I just, when I went into I it... I wish it was better, though. Well, it was very network TV, number one. Yeah. Is very 24, which we've already seen a hundred times. But the very yeah. beginning, you're supposed to, like... This guy is not very likable, and then uh, mm -hmm. something happens to him where he gets um, framed for a murder. Uh, multiple mm -hmm. murders, actually. And so now he's on the run, and you're supposed to feel bad for him. But at the very beginning of the show, he was a terrible person. So right. what it reminded me... I don't know if this is true or not. It reminded me of that movie, The Game. So in the end is what maybe oh, yeah. this is all like he's being played and it's all going to turn out that his friends mm. are doing this to him to like teach him a lesson, right? I almost right. feel like that's where this this show is going, just from that. Right. But I could be wrong. Um, I mean, the action scenes are fine, I guess. The dialogue is terrible. Uh yeah, and uh, people that think that Kiri Sullivan is a good actor is just wrong. He's good in this role occasionally. Like, he does mm. this role, and that's all he does. You know, he's he is right. typecast as this character, and he he really doesn't go outside that box, and it it's mm. not that great of a role. I never liked 24. That's the other thing. I don't know if you like 24 or not. Oh, yeah, no, I was a big 24 fi uh, fan. I always saw it as, like, crazy... Uh, anti-Muslim propaganda. <laughs> and so I, it felt yeah. dirty to me, even in like that when it was on TV. But it, it, it was just good for once, uh, one or two seasons. So Right. I guess so. Yeah. Um, uh, this show, though, I'd give uh, probably a 4.5. Ooh, I think that's a little bit high. I will give it a 4. I, it's one of those shows that you could have on in the background and not really be watching it, and it would right. it would, could be fine for that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is it my turn, or...? Yeah. Okay. I saw The Night Agent. This is another, like, like what, crime drama FBI type show. There's a <clears throat> woman who... Her uh, parents? No, her grandparents disappear she they get kidnapped or something and she do, doesn't know where mm -hmm. they are we find out that her grandparents were actually like cia spies of some type very secret agents and so people are after her because she saw one of the kidnappers uh faces right and um this guy we meet right at the beginning of the show the night agent is tasked with uh keeping her safe and that's the whole point of the show yeah, uh, it also have it, it. It it totally reminds me of a thousand other shows. Uh, it felt fucking generic as hell. Oh yeah. Uh, but I will say that I think the premise of it 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 was interesting enough 
for me to like not say it's the worst thing ever, but uh, it's no good acting. There's no good storyline, but it's and it's fucking generic. So I don't really. I'm not going to say I liked it, but but it was okay, totally fine to watch. I think the main but, character, the male main character in this, uh, yeah. we're gonna see him a lot more in the future. He's like right. He, he's, he's he's got something. He's it. got something yeah, yeah. that like yeah. I can see him as a leading man in other shows and things like that. Oh, so definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything else is very generic. Everything else is, like, predictable is another thing. Like oh, super predictable. I've seen movies and TV shows that are yeah. just the same plot line as this, and you know how it's going to end, and you yeah. know, like, there's going to be... Pro- there's You know what the problems are going to be going on. The one thing, mm-hmm. the cliffhanger uh, was pretty good at the end with the uh, baby... That was kind of an interesting mm-hmm. cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. But other than that, it's super generic. I give it a literal fi- five, like a right in the middle. I gave it a five as well. Yeah, yeah. G- just generic. Super in the middle of the, uh, the tree. Uh, okay, the last thing I saw was uh, an animated little thing called uh, Digman. Me as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones uh, uh, animated show. (laughs) Right, but they even make a point of being like, uh, I'm trading out this idol for the other idol, but not as any kind of character that's being, that's currently (laughs) copyrighted. (laughs) I like this. This This was fun. Yeah, it was hilarious. I mean, it's totally yeah. making fun of itself. It's not supposed. To, it's. Yeah. I mean, this has got Andy Samberg, Tim Robbins, uh, Tim Meadows. Uh, what's the other lady from Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, mm-hmm. Melissa Ferrano, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's got a bunch of really good comedy uh, actors in it, and the, the comedy in it's really funny. It's very irreverent, is the best word for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and very like self. Uh, aware, I you, would say. You definitely get that Tim Robbins kind of humor coming through really yes. hardcore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, I just, not, I just, what's, what's his show called? Uh, yeah, that, t- the Tim Robbins show or whatever. Uh, it, it's got a feel of that a little bit. It's very good. Mm. I'd give it a, it's probably, it's probably my best show of the week. I gave it a 7.5. I think you're right. I give it a. I was going to give it a seven, but I think it's definitely the best show of the week. And there was a few shows this week, so that's saying a lot. Cool. Then we saw the season finale of that ninety show. Uh, that ninety show episode ten, Kids in America, and Sherry deals with her oh. landlord. Leia, Leia's last day in town gets complicated after Jay expresses doubts about a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, doubts meaning he told his friends that he was probably going to break up with her, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... And she and she heard that. Well, I think... Well, didn't the one kid accidentally... The Asian kid accidentally said it in the group? No, she... Well, she heard it, yeah. Yeah, he accidentally kind of blurted it out, which I've had that happen in friends groups, where there's like a secret, and then one friend doesn't mm-hmm. know that the person isn't supposed to know, and then they just say it in front of everybody, mm-hmm. and everybody's like... 
okay, I guess now this we have to like explain what's going on to the person. Um, but yeah, no, last week I complained about it being maybe one of the worst episodes building up to this episode. So my expectations for this episode were maybe a little too high because I have to be honest, I don't think the two last episode was that good. And I don't, I didn't really like this episode either. Um, I don't think the storyline elements with like her and the friend were very interesting. No. I think some of the the cliffhanger we got at the end of this uh, season. fine. Is that yeah. she? We find she finds out she has feelings for her friend's brother, who is dating somebody else, and they almost kiss, but they don't kiss. Right. And her friend catches them in the kitchen, and so we're left with like, okay, she's still got a boyfriend there. She's leaving for mm-hmm. until next summer, which I assume the beginning of season two will be the beginning of next summer. Uh, so right. we set up for a kind of a in, kind of a cliffhanger, but it's not that interesting. Is the thing? Yeah, that's that's the problem. It's super uh, basic, very basic. So yeah, no. Uh, other than that, I think this whole season was pretty good. I think I, it was. I can't. It was like mid tier good. It was like a six. Yeah. Good, I think. I would give it a six. Yeah. I think a lot of the bad episodes really overshadowed some of the decent episodes. I oh, wouldn't yeah. say there was one standout amazing episode either. So, yeah. Well, there was this one episode. I remember I laughed my ass off. But uh, I don't remember what which one it was. Sure. Uh, but uh, that means that we're doing something else uh, next week. Uh, we're doing The Power. What is The Power, Luke? Yeah, I think... I think uh, it's on, where is it, Amazon Prime Video. Mm-hmm. Uh, teenage girls suddenly and mysteriously develop a special power that allows them to elect- electrocute people at will. And, yeah, it's got John Leguizamo, Tony Collette. It should be interesting, I suppose. Let's see, is there anybody else big in here that we would know of? Um, Eddie Marsan, who's like a British actor. Okay. Um, that you would know if you saw him, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of, wow, this has got a lot of people in it. Huh, okay. Yeah, yeah. the concept sounds interesting. If it's really terrible, we'll just watch two episodes and then leave it. We'll find something else, yeah. I have absolutely no expectations for this at all. I feel like it's going to be a Yaw show, uh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that doesn't always mean but bad. We wa- yeah, we 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 have watched Yaw uh, shows. I remember the one that uh, they jumped in, in into the ri- river. Oh, the one where they had to complete all like the tasks because yes, it was like the school the challenge to win yes. the money at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What yeah. was that called? Yeah, and that was decent. It wasn't amazing, was okay. but it was it was no, no. worth watching the whole show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about conspiracies. Have you heard about Ray Epps, Fro? No. He was this guy that was at the center of a conspiracy theory about the Capitol riot. He sent a letter Thursday, Fox News, and host Tucker Carlson demanding the, a retraction for false and defamatory statements that 
Epps had worked as a government provocateur on January 6th to help instigate the mob attack. A letter from Carlson's mm. lawyer also demanded a formal apology. Oh, oh, he also demanded a formal on-air apology for the lies having been spread about Mr. Epps. Um, yeah, so if you don't know the story, this guy was on video saying things like, we got to go to the Capitol. Everybody this way, we're going to the, we're going to the Capitol. He, he was saying things that could be construed as like, he was telling people to go there and do this. Um, Mm. so he was there and there is video of him doing that. But what then Fox news ran with it and said, he was like working for the FBI and that he was Mm. like an FBI informant who was being a provocateur trying to start it, right? So that's where it, why he's he's currently asking for an apology, which could turn into a lawsuit if they don't, right? You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. For sure. Definitely interesting. Uh, then, uh, okay, so this is weird. Because I don't know if uh, anybody remembers uh, the th- uh, Tranos uh, Hulu uh, show. The Dropout, uh, it was called. The Dropout, yeah, really good. Love that show. Uh, but yeah, trial witness against her, Elizabeth Holmes sues Disney. Disney and Hulu. A key prosecution witness whose testimony helped convict Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes of fraud sued Walt Disney Co. on Thursday over a recent Hulu miniseries, uh, The Dropout, which starred Amanda Seyfried, uh, chronicled the rise and fall of a blood testing startup. Uh, Mark Rossler said, oh, Rosendorf, Adam Rosendorf said the character Mark Rossler in the show covered mm-hmm. up Theranos fraud by ordering a destruction of damaging lab results and falsifying records. According to Rossendorf, the betrayal, the betrayal uh, had devastating effects on his reputation and career. Um, and so that's what he's suing for, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> huh. If it's true, is it defamation? I don't, I don't no, think... Don't know. Don't think it's... It, it fits that mark. And not only that, they didn't use his real name. So that also, right. like, I don't think you can, I don't think he's going to win, even if he does sue. Especially since he's going against Disney. <laughs> it's not like they have cheap lawyers, exactly. Right. Well, uh, other people that don't have cheap uh, lawyers is the army, I'm going to guess. Uh, yeah, the Army, Army's newly launched advertising campaign was aimed at reviving the service's struggling recruiting numbers, and the arrest of actor Jonathan Myers has upended this. Uh, major, mm-hmm. uh, ma- oh, Jonathan Majors, sorry. Majors, who authorities said was arrested Saturday on oh in New York on charges of strangulation and assault and harassment, was the narr- nar- narrator of two ads uh, for the Navy... Uh, and at the heart of a broader media campaign that was supposed to kick off at the NCAA's March Madness College Tournament, Army leaders were hopeful that the popularity of the star, who is in Creed Three as well as Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, would help them reach a youth audience. Obviously, now they're going to have to pull that stuff, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, Ant-Man already came out, right? And Creed Three already came out, so those aren't going to be affected, but... 
I just think it's pretty wild that uh, the timing on that, you know what I mean? The timing is pretty crazy. Mm. It happened right before they were going to run these ads, and they were totally uh, caught off guard by this, obviously. Yeah, I I didn't know who this guy were uh, before you, uh, game meetings he was in. <laughs> I've never I, I wouldn't know him or yeah. anything, right? Uh, he's been in some big things, maybe not in like major roles in them. I don't even know that, but uh, right. I I don't I don't really like youth army recruiting stuff. Any I always think it's really kind of gross when they like have army recruiters in high schools and stuff. It's like mm -hmm. it's kind of dirty to me so i'm kind of happy that these got canceled mm -hmm. hey how do you how much do you know about cleopatra not a lot i mean just like the stories i learned uh in middle school when i did like the uh, history on egypt that's about it right and there's a lady called stacy Schiff that has uh, written a very book, uh, good book about her called Cleopatra Alive. And I'm actually listening to that right now. It's on Audible. Uh, and if you want that book or any other book about things that you're interested in, you should go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC and you get a 30-day free trial to Audible and you get a free book and if you cancel it you get to keep the book but you will probably not cancel it and uh, this book about Cleopatra is 14 hours and 16 minutes it's really really good and uh, yeah I didn't know anything about Cleopatra going in other than like the most very very basic things like you you that you uh, knew about school and yeah this was a very good book and uh, you should uh, listen to that go to audibletrial.com slash adc eurovision uh let's start mm -hmm. this week with serbia yeah luke black with samo me says Baba. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. Remember that band Orgy from the nineties? I do. Kind of uh, dark techno or something. Uh, what is it? Something like that. Industrial techno. Yeah, there we go. That's. I really, really dig this. Song. It's got an definitely it's industrial so feel to it. Um, yeah. But it's very EDM. Yeah, it's. Good. It's better it's so, than a lot of the so other different. songs we've heard in this uh, yeah. Eurovision, for sure. Choreography is good. It's, it's so different as well. It's like it doesn't feel Eurovisiony at all. I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, it yeah it doesn't. The guy's got a TikTok vibe to him, like TikTok yeah. f fuckboy yeah. kind of vibe to him. So I yeah. see the TikTok crowd liking him at least. Maybe yeah. I don't know about the song, but. It, yeah, it's got potential. Um, mm -hmm. It'll probably go to the final. I don't know how... I don't think it'll do very well there. I don't think... It's one no. of those songs that the countries aren't going to like this song. I have a I have a sneaking suspicion that this will not qualify either, even though I like it. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah. I think it is a little too out for Eurovision. 
to be honest. It's a little too out there. Okay, maybe. Um, it's, I don't think it's as out there. It's, it's, yeah. it's not as out there as some other songs we've seen. Uh, the one with the guy with the crazy green jacket, I think is a right. more wild song than this. I agree, but 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 it uh, it doesn't really fit in anywhere. Maybe, maybe it will qualify. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but I I I do agree that if it comes to the final, the juries will hate this. Yeah, for sure. I, I just yeah. think uh, it has potential with the way that the new rules are because right, of yeah. hit, hit the guy i think like the yeah. younger vote or people are going to like him that's my only and i'm also very interested to see how how this is something that we haven't talked about uh, i i'm also very interesting to see like uh, now that america is allowed to vote in Eurovision if if uh, if that like every other country is allowed to to vote this mm-hmm. year and if that will will turn things around, very interesting. Anyway, uh, let's go to the next country, Switzerland. That is a Ramo Forer with Water Gun. Very good song. Uh, very good. Song. Young guy, I think, or at least yeah. he looks freaking. He looks like a teenager. This guy, he's so yeah. young looking. Very good voice I think though. He's Sixteen. Well, there you go. That's why he looks so young. It's an yeah, anti-war think... song, obviously. It switch in it's yep. Switzerland, so that totally makes sense. It's yeah. Um, I think one of two really outspokenly anti-war songs in this Eurovision, right? This and the yeah. the crazy one Nazi one. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the the crazy Hitlers. Yeah. The cra- yeah, the crazy Hitler one. Uh yeah. But this is way better than that. This is like an actual uh, this is a song I'd listen to again and I like yeah. it's oh, something yeah. that I could see downloading and listening to over and over again. I like the message. I like the beat. Yep. Um yep. we got a music video so it's hard to tell what kind of performance it, it's going to get. Yeah. I think it'll yep. do I, I don't know if it'll even get Anywhere, but I feel like the countries are also going to hate this one mostly just because it's anti-war. I think this is, will be in in the middle. I I think this will not be on on the, the bad side of the board. I think this will qualify because it it has so much quality in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I I I I think this will be like. Around 11, 12 place some, somewhere out of 24. Okay. Yeah. Middle of the road some, is what you're saying. In middle of the road, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that I think it's a bad song. I totally agree with you that this is one of the better songs this year. I would say uh, this is in the top in top five of best songs oh, so definitely. far that I've oh, yeah, seen. Yeah. I haven't seen all of them, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, as far as no, songs I could go back to and listen to again, this mm-hmm. is like one of the only ones. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, it, I I would give it an eight. Okay, Taya and Selena. Yes, mm-hmm. who the hell is Edgar from Austria? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's weird. It's it's a weird song. It's we got another music video here, so it's hard to tell how the performance is gonna go. But it, I guess we can get some context clues a little bit. From this, is from the this, music video, is this the, yeah, 
Is this the best Joker entry of this year? I think so. Um, it's the most joke, like jokey joke. Yeah. Like the other ones that are jokes aren't as like straight up. Uh, this is a comedy song. This is like this right. one's actually just trying to be a comedy bit, you know. So right in that way, yeah, it's the most for sure. But the beat is good, and the singing is good, and I and I also like that it's about like Edgar Allan Poe. It is so out there, but uh, when they sing together, their harmonies are very good, and I love the beat in this song. It's very like it's catchy, energetic. yeah. It's yeah. a little bit repetitive, obviously, yes. but that adds to the comedy of it. I think right. Um, and it's just about some. It's about Edgar Allan Poe, but like in the most ridiculous mm -hmm. way. It's almost like a home movie. Remember the uh, cartoon home movies, and they do those mm -hmm. ridiculous songs uh, about like Franz Kafka and stuff. It almost. Right. It almost is a comedy song in that vein. I I feel like yeah. Mm hmm. And I do think this will do very very good in the televote. You uh, think again okay. this. Oh yeah, this is something juries I not like. I the... I felt like this one wasn't going to qualify, but really, mm. I think it's one of those things that people can mm. get a little good chuckle out of, but nobody's actually going to go and vote for it. And vote for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we will see. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would give it a six point five. Um, I'll give it a five. Yeah. Okay, movie round. Uh, I haven't seen that much movies this week, uh, but I have seen one very big movie. So, have you seen more than one movie? Yeah, I saw four movies. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ almighty. Okay, I will let you go first then. I saw the Boston Strangler on Hulu. Oh, yeah. Did you see this? No? Yes? Yes. You did. Uh, maybe I should do it. I'll do a different one then. I saw Knock at the Cabin. This got added mm. to Peacock. Uh, M. Night Shyamalama. Uh, he... I saw Boston Strangler last week, by the way. Oh, did you talk about it last week? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I don't remember, but... Okay. Oh, oh let's do this one first. Uh, Knock at the mm. Cabin. It's, uh... It's one of the better M. Night movies. Uh, definitely mo more recent so ones. I'm so you like this. Yeah. Um, very religious, uh, some huge relig religious <laughs> Christian aspects to it. I don't. Is he religious? Yes. I don't even know. I guess he's Christian. Yeah, he must be. Um, a lot of end times talk, uh, biblical stuff going on here. Batista mm. was really good. Most of the acting was really good. Uh, one of the dads in it was not that he wasn't that great of an actor. I don't remember which one it was like name wise, but. Uh, the mm. light, the guy with the lighter hair. I thought he kind of overacted quite a bit. The storyline's mm. super interesting. Really didn't get that Shyamalan twist that much, though. No. Mm -hmm. Nope. So that was a and little weird. One of the things I liked about it. Oh, just because almost not, not having a twist was a twist in itself, because you're expecting right. a twist in his movies and you don't yeah. get it, and that in, a, in and of itself is the twist, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I get that. I don't know. It was really fun. Super entertaining. Um, definitely recommend to anybody. I'd give it an 8.5. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I think it's good to see him do something... Good again? 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say something where it doesn't feel like he's just um, writing from a formula. Because a lot of his more right. recent stuff, it felt like he was just going, oh. trying to repeat yeah. the same success, you know, instead of mm -hmm. trying to create something good. Cool. All right, your turn. Yeah, I've just seen one movie. Oh, well, then let's do Boston Strangler, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, who did this have in it? Kira Knightley, I know that. Mm -hmm. um, a bunch of other people. It's not really about the Boston Strangler all that much. It's about these two women who are reporters, and they are trying to solve the case of the Boston Strangler. It's more about them, mm -hmm. and really not about... I mean, it, obviously, because they're trying to solve that case, but we don't really, like, meet the Boston Strangler all that much in, right. in the... It reminded me of She Said. Which... What was that one? That was about the yeah, Harvey the, Weinstein? Harvey Weinstein, the, it, yeah. Yeah, it, the one from last year. Yeah, a little... Yeah. Uh, and there was something else. There was that other one uh, that was about the female reporters. It's it's similar to those kind of movies. They're obviously... Mm -hmm. It's set in a time period where female reporters weren't taken seriously in, like, the 60s, probably. Um... And so it's not only about them trying to catch this guy, but their struggle to try to be taken, uh, not taken for for granted, right, as women mm -hmm. reporters. It's more about that than anything else, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. you're going into a movie and being like, I really want to see something that's a, like, show, shows what the Boston Strangler, I don't think this is necessarily that movie. It's more about other, other things around the Boston Strangler. So I'd give it a, I don't know, I don't know. The acting was fine. The cinematography was probably the best thing about the whole, the whole thing. I'd give it a six, mm. maybe? Six. Yeah, I think I'd give it a 5.5. 5. I think it'd definitely be better uh, yeah. in certain ways. Like, uh, when you go into a movie about a serial killer, you probably want to add at least one scene where somebody gets killed. Or, like, right. <laughs> in, in, like, a pretty dramatic way, but I don't know. You see, I saw this very small, very independent movie, and I'm sure you never heard about, called Avatar The Way of Water this week. Okay. Uh, did you yeah. see it at home, or did you see it like... Yes. Okay. No. I saw it at home. Yeah. Because I don't fucking really care. Um, you know, you know when you go into a movie thinking, oh, I'm going to hate this, and you are a hundred and 10% correct and <laughs> and you feel vindicated because you didn't really pay anything for it but you downloaded it illegally on a torrent site that's how I felt this week watching Avatar The Way of Water it's three fucking hours they released an extended version so like the one that you saw is probably the one that was uh, the extended thing because originally it was shorter I think they added an extra half an hour or whatever. Three hours and 12 minutes it mm -hmm. is. Yeah. So fucking long. Yep. Epic, uh, hey, epic filmmaking. Hey, did you like the first Avatar? Okay, you didn't? Well, don't fucking watch this. Uh, it. I Okay, so I will say some nice things about this movie that I didn't really like. It is very, very pretty. <laughs> yeah. It is very, very, very pretty. It has very, very good special effects. Uh, let's think. What's the other thing I liked about this movie? Um, 
and no. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I I like okay. This this is, isn't for me. Like, what am I supposed to say? Like, oh, you're so negative. Well, it has seven point six on Rotten Tomatoes, ninety two on on an audience. Why did you not like this? Because it isn't that good. It was the exact same fucking movie as the first one as as well. I was. I, I, I was so shocked finding out that most of the storyline of the first movie was like in, in this movie as well. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, yeah, nothing new, nothing to come with. It's just like it felt very bloated and uh, unaware of itself and just like, yeah. So when I give this a 4 out of 10 then... Yeah. Okay. Four out of ten. Yeah. How much uh, Avatar sex happened in this one as as opposed to the first one? <laughs> oh, more or less? <laughs> less. Okay. <laughs> I just realized you I definitely forgot. saw... I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, you definitely saw another movie because we both watched Fury... This week. Oh, yeah. So That's, that's how, how full of action it was. Uh, this was a mov uh, movie from Vietnam. Vietnamese movie. I mm -hmm. guess it was a prequel is what we found out to another movie. Right. right. What was the other movie? Do you remember? Furies. I think it was called Fury. And then... And this was called This was Furies. called Furies. Okay, sorry. I mixed those ones up. Um, right. Yeah, it's a action movie... Uh, this one's specifically about um, a woman who is, what, uh, homeless, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she gets wrapped up in this gang war, and she's, like, a badass. And, uh, yeah, she, it's like she meets up with these two other women who are also badass, and they try to take out this, specifically this one head of the this specific uh organized crime uh mm -hmm. gang um i guess a few different guys but yeah it's more it's a revenge movie is really what it is uh it's special effects were kind of good but also terrible it's over the top yeah. the lighting is like uh the lighting budget must have been crazy cuz it's way like all these different colors all over the place it's visually like over the top. Um, mm. We saw it, obviously, with dub uh, and subtitles. It seemed a little off. I, I don't know. The dialogue was a little weird, but it's a weird mm -hmm. action movie. It's not like I was expecting great dialogue. So, let's see. I don't know. I'd give it a... <coughs> 4 point... Or I'll give it a 4. Yeah, I would give it a 4.5. was just... Yeah, I... Uh, it was a little too little dialogue, believe it or not. I it don't was a lot of action. Say. So much action. Yeah. It was just a little too little dialogue for me to get uh, super into it, to be honest. Yeah, so, like, I would say mostly action and not, like, the dialogue that did happen is pretty, like, basic and didn't really build on mm -hmm. anything other than, like, man, we hate these people. Uh, mm -hmm. and we're gonna go kill them now, and then they go and kill them. Uh, mm -hmm. speaking of that kind of movie, John Wick 2, I watched to yeah, last night, actually. Yeah. 
uh, old movie, obviously, but I'm trying to see all these ones, and then we'll probably watch the fourth one whenever it comes out on uh, Peacock, more than likely. It looks like where it's going to end up, because that's where all the other ones are, right? Um, right. Speaking of movies, yeah, that it's mostly action and not, not a lot of talking. Uh, was this one better than the first one? I think the dialogue was definitely better than the first one. The budget is clearly that's... higher. So the, that's what I thought. The yeah. filming of it is crisper. It looks nicer, mm -hmm. but I felt like this fight choreography was better in the first one. Okay, I think I, the fight choreography really liked, yeah. was more mm -hmm. over the top and had like different elements. Where the second one, it felt more generic action movie fight choreography. If that makes sense, I can see that. Other than I really liked the mirror scene. Uh, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's there are definitely some interesting, interesting yeah. like, fight scenes in this. Uh, mm -hmm. The first one felt more Jackie Chan, and this one mm -hmm. felt more like American action movie. Does that... I, I don't know how yeah, to describe yeah. it. Where Jackie Chan's, like, using all these crazy objects all the time. This one, it had a few crazy objects and things, but mostly just regular fight choreography. Storyline, mm -hmm. I think, was better in this one. Dialogue was better. Camera work was better. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, overall, what did I... Let's make sure. Last week I gave it a 6, so this one I'll probably give a 7. Yeah. I, like I said, number 2 is my favorite movie of them. And, yeah, That's I, I've heard the yeah. third one is the worst one, so, yeah, I'm going to watch that one next week. We'll see, see what I think. Cool. Movie news? Movie news. Uh, hey, uh, there. Uh, I'm sure Trump is very, very happy. There were some protests for Trump in New York. The, oh, 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 they weren't. Okay, the throngs of what? protesters gathered at the courthouse steps, chanting for freedom of their embattled hero. Police kept watches. They their passions flared and voices roared as squad cars and television trucks encircled the commotion. This was the scene in mm -hmm. New York City. Uh, but on Saturday, it was just a movie shoot for the Joker sequel, to be precise, not uh, uh, not an, uh, people bracing for the indictment against Donald Trump, uh, who had invited his followers to this specific location on his behalf. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, well, yeah, that's, I think that's pretty good. I wonder if anybody was like, oh my gosh, they're, people are going crazy over there. Why are they... Why are those <laughs> Why are those cop cars from the '90s parked in front? Though that's a little weird. Because <laughs> we got a picture here, and you can see these are those are cop cars are from like the '70s or something, right? Mm -hmm. Those are not new cop cars. Uh, I would you would look at one of those cop cars and be like, "That's not an that's not an actual police officer." Yeah. Yeah. No. It's. It, I. I. I think this was kind of funny. I laughed. <laughs> I thought it was good. A good little rib on Trump also, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, look, good like community other than the last season. We don't talk about that season. The last season. <laughs> it didn't, that didn't it's, happen, everybody. It did, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Community was so good. And, and then, then they just... They should just... Yeah, mm -hmm. and they didn't have to come back to do that either, because it wasn't no. like... Uh, it was like a few years later they came back to yeah. to do that terrible season. One of the worst season of TV, if you ask me. But yeah, uh, community movie. 
would be fun. Yeah, there's still Maybe. plenty of questions about an upcoming community film. We still don't know for sure if Donald Glover will be in it, nor do we know the actual plot, although all signs point to the idea that things are on track for it to happen. Alison Brie, however, has doubts, and she says, I say this with a hint of... I don't trust it, uh, she said to AV Club. I'm not a skeptic. I do believe the community movie will get made. It's been sold to Peacock already, but because of everything we went through on that show, I'll believe it when I see it. It's not until I'm on set, I'll be like, hey, we're making it. <laughs> yeah, so mm. I think it's just like the experience they went through with the rest of the show where they're like, okay, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to count my eggs before they hatch kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it, I, I, I would be happy to see a community movie as long as it's not written by the same people that made the last season of Community. I doubt that's what would happen. Um, and if it's been picked up by Peacock, I assume they're going to take kind of control of the whole production and everything. So Right. Um, that could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, but I think it's going to be better than... Than the last season, if it does actually happen, I suppose. Okay, um, you don't play chess, do you? I mean, I know how to play chess. I don't play it regularly, no. Yeah, do you usually you lose your king in chess? Uh, that would mean you lose. So, uh, yeah. Do I usually? I yeah, I guess probably uh, percentage-wise, I would say yes. <laughs> Yeah, so this is probably a movie about chess then. The Lost King. Right. Chess film. Sorry? IFC. IFC, yeah. This is definitely Shakespeare, so not chess. Doesn't ring true. We both know you've had issues. I suffer from chronic fatigue. So this is based on a book. I thought it was time to give the younger ones a chance to shine. Well, is this I, is that an Irish accent? So it's it's definitely something from the UK. It's from the UK for sure. I'm not sure. Based on a true story and a book, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's by... Uh, so I wonder if it's not based on the book, though, because they didn't say... They just said based on a true story. Yeah, but the book is about the true story. So I think it's it's written by... Uh, let's see. Uh, it's called... Yeah, yeah but you know, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, uh, Pinocchio, the Disney version, is... Is based on the book, but it's not the same, right? You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's based on the book called The King's Grave, The Search for Richard III by Philippa Langley and Mich Michael Jones. Okay. It's very British so far. Very British. I have no interest in seeing this whatsoever. It seems like a movie my mom would like a lot. Yes. <laughs> That's what I thought when I watched it as well. 
about your mom. I, mean. I think moms in general would kind of, it's like a mom <laughs> kind of movie. <laughs> Yeah. Older ladies in general would probably enjoy it. Yeah. It feels like like 60 plus movie. I would say 50, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can't say that because I'm soon 50, so. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting up there. For sure. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for you to. I'm waiting for you to say a, say a specific phrase. What specific phrase do you want me to say? <laughs> You're supposed to say. Oh, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? The The Lost King, guided by instinct and spectral <laughs> visions, an ambitious writer and amateur historian defies. Di academic establishment to unearth Richard III's long-missing remains in the Leicester car park. Oh, I've heard about that story before. The Leicester, mm -hmm. the, the Richard III thing. I don't know where I've heard about that, but I've definitely heard about it. 6.6 .6 out of 10 and I would be 76 on Ro Rotten Tomatoes, 1 out of 5 on Movie Insider, that's not good, and 65% of Google users liked it. A painful, rod-turred attempt to comify time team against budget judgment of, frankly, anyone who is aware of this moment in history. The development team must be scraping the barrel. That's a good one star, if I ever one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, maybe I should do a good one then. Nine out of ten. From Mrs. Sarah Bailey, 23. Good to mm. see this story made into a film. I have been a fan of this period of history for some time. What, like the 1980s? What? what, what? <laughs> uh, and was keen right. to see this film. The film didn't disappoint with excellent performances, good script, and excellent parallel between Richard III and the main character, Philippa. The only minor complaint I have is that Bosworth battle field scene didn't appear to be filmed at the site despite its near proximity to the area. Uh, the story, both Philippa's journey and Richard III deserve to be taken to the big screen. So, Mariam P says this. This is the most arrogant, self-serving, disrespectful film I've seen in a long time, and that's saying something. It's purpose that it's the true story, but the reality. This nonsense is far the thing from the truth. No doubt, Langley contributed to the project immediately and played a key role in it, but she did not do it alone. She had this huge team of experts who lent their time, skill and knowledge to this project. The Lost Kings betrays this ecology researchers as bumbling idiots who wouldn't <laughs> lend their time, skill to the project. Oh, that's funny. Uh, unnecessary fiction says Robocop one Rob Ocop. Mm. I found That's this funny. to be an enjoyable and engaging movie until I watched Richard the Third, the King in the Car Park documentary from Channel Forum Four, yep. which pretty much dispelled many of the drama of this movie and turned the overall effect of the Lost King in in 
to a bad taste. Luckily replaced by an uplifting good spirits of the documentary, the movie felt it necessary to replace any interesting and captivating actual story with unnecessary fictional dramatic elements, which quite clearly from the documentary, which was made at the time of the actual events, never happened. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, that documentary, I really recommend. I was seeing that. A channel and a Channel Four documentary, huh? Because yeah. I saw, I've got another one here where somebody's talking about how they prefer that to this, also. So, yeah, I mean, Channel Four is anyway. not known for like amazing quality content, so yeah. Whatever do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> channel Four is so good. Uh, uh, also uh, coming out, John Wick Four uh, with the price on his head. Ever this uh, increasing legendary hitman John Wick uh, uh, takes his fight against the high table global as he seeks one of the powerful players in the underworld from New York to Paris to Japan uh, to Berlin with uh, Keanu Reeves. This has gotten an 8.4 out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes 9. 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, 78 on Metacritics, and 96% of Google users liked this movie. I have heard it is the best one in the series, so I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Nice. Yeah, it's on my list, obviously. I just talked about that. Yeah. The Tudor. Assigned an unexpected task at a mansion, a tutor finds himself becoming the obsession of his student who threatens to expose his darkest secrets. These are some interesting scores here. 7 out of 10 on IMDb, okay? Mm -hmm. 95% of Google users liked it, but 24% mm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. So I'm going to go in there and look at the audience score real quick, just because that mm -hmm. seems really weird, doesn't it? 81% audience score, so... Mm. Uh, it has uh, Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things. Ah. Tori and Lokita. A friendship unites two youngsters who traveled alone from Africa to find themselves contending with the cruel conditions of their exile in Belgium. This is directed by Luc Durant and... Uh, Jean-Pierre Dariant, uh, both winners of the uh, of the gold palm. So the, this looks very interesting. Seven out of ten, eighty-eight percent on rot Rotten Tomatoes, seventy-eight percent on Metacritic, and sixty-nine. Very nice. Uh, like this percent on Google. The Last Sentinel. I was like, didn't this movie already come out? And there was mm -hmm. a movie called. The Last Sentinel from 2007, but this one's just called mm. Last Sentinel, with no the. In the year 2063, the. unchecked and rampant climate change has caused temperatures and sea levels to rise catastrophically. Surrounded by the endless ocean, thousands of miles from home, four soldiers stand as the last bastion, defending their homeland from an invasion by an enemy they have never seen. So, Waterworld. Uh, 7.5 out of 10 on 9B, 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, 2.5 out of 5 on Voices from the Balcony. Oh, yeah. It's got Kate Bosworth in it. <laughs> I mean, that is the plot of Waterworld, am I wrong? That is the plot of Waterworld. 
Well, let's talk about a Zach Braff-directed movie. Okay. Uh, a good person. Allison is a young woman with a wonderful fiancé, a blossoming career, and a supportive family and friends. However, her world crumbles in a blink of an eye when she survives an unimaginably tragedy, emerging from recovery with an opioid addiction and an unresolvable grief. And the following year, she follows. She forms an unlikely friendship with her with two father-in-law and gives a fighting chance to put back her life together and move forward. Jesus Christ! Okay, Florence Poor, Morgan Freeman, Ma Ma Molly Shannon, and Alex Wolf in it. Pretty big people. Uh, 7.3 on IMDb, 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 49% of Metacritics uh, and 93% of Google users liked it. And like I said, directed and screened by by Zach Braff. That sounds interesting. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, no. Right. School of Magical Animals. Ida attends mm -hmm. a new school after her family moves. Her strange teacher announces that the pupils will receive a magical companion... This is sounding familiar. And Ida gets uh, a talking fox named Rabat. When the animals are in danger, Ida teams up with the other kids to save them. Okay. 5.3 yeah, out of 10 on IMDb. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's the plot to the water world again. It's not water. It's, it's Harry Potter. <laughs> Actually, but 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 4 out of 5 on Common Sense Media, 53% on Fandango, 65% of Google users liked it. Directed by Gregor Schnitzel. Schnitzel. I'll just call him Schnitzel. Mm -hmm. That's not his name, but... Winner, winner Schnitzel. Schnitzler, I think, is actually what it is. <laughs> what movie do you want to see the most? The Tudor actually didn't sound too bad. John Wick probably is my mm -hmm. number one, though. Yeah, the same hair. And then the Tudor, probably. Yeah, probably as well. Hair, yeah, same hair. And maybe Waterworld 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, that's probably actually is the third one I would see. Coming yeah, next week, yeah. News of the Week, TV and Movies of the Week, Eurovision, any ideas? Uh, no. The Power Episode 1 review, mm -hmm. uh, see if that's any good, and another digital review of A Good Person. Let me guess, it's about someone that is good, and they are a person? I have a feeling it's like a double back kind of title, where it's actually about like a serial killer or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Could, yeah. yeah could totally. Be. But it could also Maybe not be. That is a very interesting title because you can't tell really what it's about. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. a good thing, though. It's probably a bad thing. I mean, when I s <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the title of uh, of uh, the Last Sentinel, I did not think it would be what world. So there's that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Jeremy Kevin Round. Kostner. Yeah. Sorry. Kevin Costner no, or what? It's, no, uh, I'm, I'm sure Kevin Costner is like a little angry at that movie. It sounds a little like that. Yeah. Well, everybody says they don't like uh, Dances with Wolves. It's like Dances with Wolves is super um, problematic now. So right. 
basically all of his like most famous movies people don't like because like what's his other most famous one is uh the mailman the one man. yeah and everybody yeah. hated that fucking movie <laughs> well that's because it's an awful awful movie that's true i actually liked waterworld when it first came out looking back at it is no when i like, are you realized crazy that, that's when i realized it was a terrible movie when i first saw it i was are like that's kind of cool insane? uh no i was 10 <laughs> jesus christ who the fuck liked waterworld 10 year olds that's who jesus christ yeah and you can say whatever about dances with wolf that it's pro problematic and everything i would like that movie into life the day i like die <laughs> i've watched it so many times when i was younger i don't think i ever need to see it again so, so i don't i don't i'm it's not probably so not gonna ever go back and watch it again yeah no i it's also super long yeah i can't so, think of another that. like famous kevin costner movie right off the top of my head but yeah jeremy round um first earth day photo controversy did you see this mm. uh oh yeah so what happened here? There, I I all I I just saw this fact check, and I was like, "What are they fact checking?" Because apparently, on a March 9th Facebook post, which features an image of Earth, it said that this was the first photo of the curvature of the Earth, and was published on April Fool's Day. Um, and this is like a flat Earth thing, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. And they did a fact check on this from USA Today because it says here the post garnered more than 60 shares in less than three weeks. 60 mm. shares, bro. Six, mm. 60 people? That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's only like 40 or more people on the entire internet from 60 people, right? Yeah, I think it's about, like, 100 people on the internet. I would say so. Right, so this was definitely worth yeah. writing an article about, right? And doing a mm -hmm. whole fact check? Because 60 mm -hmm. people saw it on on Facebook? <laughs> I mean, I would definitely write an article about that. I could, I can think of anything more interesting. They didn't just write an article, about. article, they did a whole fact check on whether it was true or not. And yeah. did a whole, like, synopsis of why it's not true. Um, yeah, so important. Right. 60 people. I thought that was hilarious. That was the only reason I added this is because it's like so stupid. <laughs> like it's such an overreaction to, <laughs> to something that's like uh, probably half, maybe even more of those people were like saw it and were like, this is kind of a stupid, funny meme or something right. like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have seen hours and hours and hours and hours of uh, Mist Girl uh and destiny controversy and that is all i have seen on youtube this week okay i don't know anything about this so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give me the rundown completely because i've got nothing to add right so uh destiny is this pretty big streamer on the internet uh i would say and uh, one of the bigger youtube streamers out there uh, he, I would controversial say controversial is a good way yeah, to put him. He's pretty controversial. Mm -hmm. uh, he is kind of I I would call him left centrist uh, politically. Uh, Mr. Girl is this uh, totally insane 
uh, guy that uh, got famous, especially uh, when Cuties came out. If you don't remember that movie uh, from uh, from uh, Netflix, mm -hmm. uh, and he got uh, very. Uh, uh, popularized because he wrote an article where he's like, yeah, I had sexual interest in the girls that were 11 in that movie. I have no problem saying that. Uh, yes. That is how how he got famous. So that was kind of like uh, he, he got banned on, on, on YouTube and things like that because of his take of goodies, of course. Because, holy shit, you shouldn't say things like that on the internet. Uh, but yeah, no, he was an orbiter of uh, uh, of uh, Destiny. And by that, I mean, like, they had a lot of conversations. Okay. Uh, and then uh, they... It got a little, like, meta and things like that, and... Uh, uh, a lot of his fans started like bombarding uh, uh, Destiny's uh, Reddit. So uh, Destiny's like Reddit chief like made it impossible for people that were fan of Mr. Girl to mm -hmm. write in his right. Reddit forum because it overtook his Reddit, and yeah. it's like it wasn't really Mr. Girl's Reddit; it was Destiny's Reddit. But it's like, yeah, so. He went to Destiny and more like more or less like cried baby, and they got the unfriend friend by that. So he digged up everything like shitty things that Disney had did in his past. Also, there's this girl called Lav that nobody believes, and she's a horrible human being that kind of lied about everything in her past. So why should she tell the truth now? That is like more or less like fifty percent of this eleven thousand word document. Uh, it's like it's two times the Great Gatsby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just like it is so incredibly nothing burger. It's like he's used four months of his life to 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 make this article that is about absolutely nothing. It's just like, yes, it, uh, like, it, uh, okay, Destiny were, were a little, like, shitty on the internet. That is more or less, like, the, 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 the co-ops of the article. So, a lot of people, like, shot lot Logic and other things, people like that, uh, Miss, uh, uh, Sunday, I don't remember his name, uh, no, not so erudite, a lot of people, like, around... Uh, uh, Mr. Girl has come out and made a lot of videos about this, so that's more or less what I watched. Okay. Um, well, there's one. There's an even bigger controversy on YouTube that was review bra reviewing boneless wings. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because boneless wings aren't real, like everybody said. No. Well, we found out. Uh, in the, I found out in that video is that they overturned. That, remember, we covered that whole thing about the boneless wings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they that was they found that to be a frivolous lawsuit, like I was saying. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but that was a funny video. He did a whole thing on boneless wings. A total joke. Just a big, obviously comedy bit. But that was funny. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. There's this. Did you see John Pork? No. Okay, I posted it in the chat. Go and check that out, and I'll talk about something else because I got a lot of things here actually. Um, well, I could, I could, I could say one thing that I saw was the Nelk Boys bringing a spell out to you say. Oh yeah, that I think that happened this week. Did it or was that last yeah, week? Yeah. I don't even remember. No, but yeah, that happened yesterday. Yeah. There was the whole meme of Hezbollah meeting uh, the boxer, uh, Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. That was some funny. He like tried, literally tried to beat up Mike Tyson. Um, Donald Trump uh, AI arrest. That was a thing we didn't talk about. Uh, there were all these AI images of Donald Trump getting arrested on Twitter, and everybody thought it was real for like 30 or 40 minutes. You know what I mean? Because they were like pretty good AI images that looked like of Donald Trump like running away from the police and shit. It was kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, did you check that out? So this, yes. is, this is a virtual influencer. You've heard of virtual influencers, right? Yes. Named John Pork. It's a humanoid pig creature yeah. on TikTok. He's mostly big on TikTok uh, and mm -hmm. in Instagram because obviously it's a photo app. Um, It's really weird. And he's actually getting fairly, fairly famous also. Uh, so what that we're seeing is, is like... So it's a humanoid pig and it, it mostly it's him like it's kind of like a vlog thing where he like goes to different places sees different things like meets different people and takes pictures on mm -hmm. instagram he's supposed to be like a travel influencer kind of it's really but it's not obviously none of it's real so it's mm -hmm. very weird but interesting right yeah okay Yeah. Uh... <laughs> you don't like it? It's a it's no. a little like uncanny valley, maybe? Right? Yeah. 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 I'm sure I like this. <laughs> it's very oh, strange. You, you know Linus from Linus Tech Tips? Oh, I know the name. I don't I don't know that. Oh. Okay. Yeah. He he uh, uh uh, uh, Mr. Girl thought that Linus, that is one of like uh, 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 one of uh, Destiny's uh, moderators, was Linus from Linus Tech Tips. Oh, okay. So that was kind of funny when I, when he understood that he made a huge mistake, and it said like Linus Tech Tips in in the manifesto. That he had written. Did you see the video of the Amazon driver delivering the package to the... During, like, a police standoff? No. Okay, I'm post that. Maybe we'll wrap up with that. I think I, that's about all, yeah. I, all I had. Oh, there was the Alpha debate on H3. I don't know if you saw that. I haven't... Like, I... Okay, I'm going to say this. I have stopped watching H3. I, I just... I've, it's not a... It's not a conscience... Thing. It's not the conscious. What I would suggest is but, uh, you don't but need I to watch it that, in the, that whole in show. The tree, they have three last months. I haven't watched it. They have a highlight channel, and I'll send you just the debate from that show, okay. which is only like you know a little less than an hour, I think. Um, not like yeah. a, the whole podcast, and just watch that. And uh, but yeah, he totally owned this alpha bro, like Andrew Tate dude. So that was the best part. I mean. 
I would just suggest watching that. It was good. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, I feel like I had one of the. Yeah, thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just have lost interest in their content. That happens sometimes. Yeah. Um. You know, sometimes. But then sometimes there's one thing you want to see, or like one interview with a certain person, and I would suggest this is one thing you should definitely check out. There was mm. the Trad Wives shoe on head video. That was also pretty good. Okay. Yeah, check that out. All right, we got this video here. I'm surprised you haven't seen this. Uh, no, but it just, it would, I think it came out like pretty much last like week. Like I said, I have seen hours and hours and hours of people covering this one thing. Right. I mean, the last okay. few days I've pretty much been on, uh, my phone paying attention to that thing we're not talking about. So, all right, let's give right. me a countdown on this video. And uh, by that one thing, he means Waterworld, by the way. Yes. Yes. Kevin Costner's Waterworld. We're at the end. I'm going to spoil the ending of Waterworld for anybody. He finds an island. That's the... Oh, wow. <laughs> and on it, he finds uh, uh, Tom Two... Hanks with a... With a, with a beach with ball? A ball under. Yeah. Beach ball. That's not a beach yeah. ball. With a volleyball. Yeah, yeah. Volleyball, yeah. <laughs> That that would be so funny if that was. True. I guess I should set this video up. An Amazon driver went above yeah. and beyond the Call of Duty and furiously dropping off a package. All right, go ahead and give me a countdown. Okay, in three, two, one, go. Amazon, hard at work. <laughs> this is. SWAT team members were reportedly engaged in a 24-hour standoff. <laughs> I That's guess that, that was it, but yeah, he's just like, eh, I, I gotta get my job done. They're like in the middle of a, there's like a SWAT team. There's clearly like yeah, how many police cars there? That. Yeah. Like, I don't know, 10, 15 police cars. And he's just like casually walking up, like whatever. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. Anything else? I think that's it, unless you had anything else. No. Uh, WrestleMania this weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm mm -hmm. going to go buy like a sub or something for it. Something special. I got, I got some chips and dip and things like that already, so. I'm going to try to convince you to watch both nights, but we will see. I don't, I guarantee you I don't have time. <laughs> so, yeah. We will see. All right. Okay. Uh, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.